Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30 Mountain Standard Time where I take phone calls with any questions about marriage. So be sure to call me at 303-596-6836. However... I'm not doing that this coming Friday because I'm going to be in Dallas getting ready for the Total Marriage Refresh Seminar in Frisco, Texas. If you have not signed up for that, if you live in Texas, I highly recommend you sign up. We we still have room for a few more couples. This is coming Saturday, November 9th from 8.30 in the morning till 5 in the evening. The following weekend, I'm going to be in Denver in Broomfield, Colorado, right next to Denver, doing the seminar also. So if you haven't registered and you live in Colorado, I'm doing it November 16th. One other thing I want to start with today is I had a new sponsor, a new patron sign up to be a monthly supporter of the Marriage Steps podcast. Her name is Arisa Ward, and Arisa, I just want to thank you publicly for becoming a monthly patron. So there's three options to become a monthly patron. There's the bronze, the silver, and the gold. And each one you sign up for, you get different benefits. And the the reason I solicit patrons is to help me keep this Marriage Steps podcast on the air. So when you become a monthly supporter, you are helping reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time because this podcast is listened to from all over the world. I have couples listening in Spain and in Ireland and in Australia and in Somalia and obviously in the U.S. So when you become a monthly supporter, you're directly encouraging and helping and reducing the divorce rate worldwide. So I highly encourage you to consider becoming one. I'm so grateful for the patrons. If you are interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash marriage steps. Today, I'm going to focus on four ways to manage difficult in-laws. I had a woman come up to me at the last total marriage refresh seminar I did and she said you have to do an episode an episode on difficult in-laws and so here it is so I hope you are listening to this and I hope you find some of these ideas helpful so the first point is what are difficult in-laws for us to define our terms a difficult in-law can behave in several ways one is they may shun you or they may give you the cold shoulder because they don't like you There's something about you they don't like. Maybe it's the color of your skin. Maybe it's your socioeconomic background. Maybe it's your faith background. Who knows? But for one reason or another, they've decided they don't care for you. And so they're going to give you the cold shoulder. That's one thing difficult in-laws do. Another thing is they may criticize you. They may make sarcastic remarks, digs. They might be passive aggressive. They may be overtly aggressive and say rude things to you. Sky's the limit. Difficult in-laws can be really outrageous with how they treat their son-in-law or daughter-in-law. 
Another thing difficult in-laws can do is they may not respect your wishes with your children. So perhaps they come over to visit and they're around and you're asking them not to do something with your kids and they do it anyway. So disrespectful. And I have a lot of experience (laughs) with this. My mother-in-law, when our kids were young, she would visit us and we would ask her, please don't do this or please don't do that with the kids. And the moment we would turn our backs, she would do it. And we felt very disrespected and it was very frustrating and it happened frequently. And it created a lot of relationship problems between us and her because she would not respect our wishes. And she thought she was the final authority when she was in the house and she failed to realize we were the final authority in our house with our kids. So maybe some of you have experience with that. But those are just some top examples of difficult in-laws and they can be a thorn in your side. They can be so challenging, and if you're not careful, it can create marriage problems. And that leads me to step number two, which is become a unified front. When you get married, your top priority becomes your spouse, not your parents. And you need to act like it by becoming a unified front. So if your parent insults your spouse, they just insulted you. Because now you are a unified front. So an offense to your spouse becomes an offense to both of you. And you need to view it that way. Because you are a unified front. You're a unit. And if your spouse gets their feelings hurt because of your parent, you need to empathize with that and not defend your parent. So many people fall into the trap of defending their parent and saying, oh, they didn't mean it like that, or that's just how they are. And meanwhile, your spouse is in tears because their feelings are hurt, because they've been rejected, or they're the recipient of passive-aggressive behavior, or they're disrespected in some way. Don't do that. If your spouse's feelings are hurt because of your parent, support your spouse. Don't defend your parent. Empathize with their hurt. Become a unified front. And that leads me to step number three, which is if you have a difficult parent and they are mistreating your spouse, you are the one that should address the parent. So the biological child needs to be the one that addresses the difficult parent. It is not fair to put that burden onto your spouse. If they're the one that's being mistreated by your parent, it's your parent. You need to be the one that speaks up and defends your partner. And so you need to be the one that goes to your parent and says, hey, this is not healthy. This is making us feel this way. We don't appreciate this. Can you please stop? Can we please talk about this behavior? It's your responsibility as the child of that difficult parent to address that behavior with them. So make sure that is where the burden lies, not in your spouse who is getting hurt. It's up to you as the child to address your parent who is misbehaving. And step number four is if you are the child of the difficult parent, don't go to the path of, well, I guess we just won't visit my parent together. I guess I'll just start visiting them by myself. Don't do that. And a lot of couples fall into that trap because the child's parent is misbehaving and mistreating their spouse. And because their spouse and their parent don't get along, the biological child 
decides, well, I'll just keep visiting my parent and you just don't have to see them anymore. I'll just visit them myself. Don't do that. And the reason you don't want to do that is because that enables your parent to keep mistreating your partner. If your spouse is continually offended, continually hurt, continually disrespected, you need to stop visiting your parent and perhaps stop speaking with your parent until they make things right with your spouse. You need to draw a firm boundary because if they're mistreating your spouse, they're mistreating you. So if you keep visiting them and just uh, just continue that connection with them, it enables them to continue to mistreat your spouse because there's no consequences. So make sure you don't do that. But instead, you stand firm with your spouse as a support to your spouse, and then you require your parent to correct their behavior and make things right. And at times, you may have to say to them, I'm not going to visit you and I'm not going to speak with you until that occurs. Because if you don't do that, this mistreatment of your spouse can continue for years and it creates wedges in families and it can last for decades. I've seen it happen. So there you go. Those are four ideas to consider if you have a difficult in-law. Number one is just defining what is a difficult in-law. Number two, become a unified front you and your spouse against the difficult parent. Number three, the biological child should be the one who addresses the difficult parent. And number four, do not continue to visit and speak with your parent if they are not receptive to your feedback on how they are hurting your spouse and being disrespectful to them because that's part of being a unified front with your partner. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher. You can follow me there for daily updates. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps, which I mentioned earlier. Also, if you are happily married, I would love to have you on the show to hear your story and have you do a we're in love screen so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.